Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Normally, you would uh, this would be the part of the show where I introduce my co-host. Um, we actually have already done that uh, that part. It's been recorded. It's in the books. It'll be on right after this. Um, but today is an interesting day. We found out Hulk Hogan is a racist, and Jake has some pretty sad news for us. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what it is, well, Jake? My sad news is that since Hulk Hogan came out to be a racist, <laughs> that I have to fly to Tampa, Florida to, to put some Macho Man wrath into his ass. There you go. No, but for real. Uh, okay. Well, unfortunately, due to freaking life... I will have to be leaving the podcast. Oh, don't don't sigh. You're you're happy. <laughs> oh, ecstatic! <laughs> I gotta it was pay a, for this. It SLB. was a sigh for joy. Yeah, <laughs> a sigh for joy because those happen so often. <laughs> it's like yes. It's like ah, thank God. No, but <laughs> the reason why I'm not uh, not gonna. Be not on. I wasn't on last week, and I won't be on this episode later. I won't be on the real episode, and mainly because I got a job a couple weeks ago, and it's making me work third shift. Mm-hmm. So I'm working 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., and I don't want to have. Don't want everyone to have to record at a shitty time. Which, there'd be no telling how often we'd be able to put out full episodes every week if, or if we would be able to, and I don't want that to happen, and even though I am a dick, like, even though I am a dick, I don't want to cancel the show just because I can't, I can't do it, and, uh, I'm understand that I have this whole long thing I'm thinking too and I can't do it fucking now <laughs> but I don't want to cancel the show so for uh, I'm going to have to, I give my full control over to Tyler and Jack so you guys cool yeah so you guys can have you can have the show bring the guest on if you want find a new third host maybe I'll get to come on every now and again as a guest host. Don't threaten us now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) But, yeah. But, But, yeah, it's like the reason why I'm stepping down is because the job and after work, I'm going to have to to start going to the gym every day and on, like, so. Eating your vitamins, saying your prayers, brother. Sorry. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder when my, when Hulk Hogan jokes are gonna be good again. Uh, um, probably never. No, I mean, maybe two hours. Uh, give it three weeks. Give it three weeks. But anyway, it's like yeah, I have to go like working nearly forty hours a week plus going to the gym for another twenty, and then I wouldn't even really have time to be playing. On top of sleep, I really want to have time to be playing games, let alone recording a two-hour podcast. So, yeah. So I'm giving y'all full control. Uh, Tyler's getting Tyler's taking the reins as 
instead of a co-founder, he's taken over for like as full ownership. And Jack, Gabe, congratulations! You're stepped up to a co-founder now. <laughs> Even though technically you're already one, but hey, congratulations! <laughs> Yay! I tell you what, I tell you what, I'll give you fifteen percent of my stake of the company. We got that on audio. That's a contract. And that, what did you say, fifteen percent? Yeah. And that fifteen percent is in charge of paying the Lipson account. Yeah, no, that's you're paying the whole thing. There's actually no profit. <laughs> you know, that's negative uh, freaking twenty dollars a month. Yep. So that's why he's paying. So he's in charge of the, that fifteen percent. Yeah, plus uh, in charge of the other eighty-five. Yeah. So anything that has any all the YouTube revenue that you may earn uh, that goes to Tyler. You, yeah, Jack, no, I Jack get all the debt, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Tyler sees the not income. Well, he doesn't have a choice. I got his credit card, so I'll just put it on there. Oh, got to bring it back. Oh, yeah. got to bring it back. Yeah, but I mean, no. I'm happy we're going out like this. As, well, I'm, I guess you, as as the three of us go, as the original three, um, uh, that yep. we are going out. The, I think the right way on this, where we're, we're sitting down, we're recording a podcast together or a mini thing together. Um, there's we don't hate each other. There was no behind the scenes stuff. It's just that life priorities in life have changed. And hopefully, in a. Uh, I'll be back on maybe for your end of the year podcast maybe yeah that'd be great yeah. you know, we, uh, do the uh, yeah. game of the year podcast whatever and maybe in a year and a half you'll see me on uh, Monday Night Raw <laughs> that's true oh, there's, maybe you'll be on Tough Enough when you have, oh, you'll God. have Hulk Hogan there to judge you oh nope Hulk Hogan will <laughs> not be there because the he's been excommunicated <laughs> by the WWE he got the Ben Wall treatment <laughs> You know what the fucked up part is? He got the Benoit treatment. And calling someone the N-word is nowhere near as bad as killing your wife and what? Seven-year-old son. Seven-year-old son. No, it's the same level in WWE. Special needs. The same level. Oh, just like in football, uh, deflating a ball is the same as uh, hitting your wife. Yeah, beating the crap out of your wife. You get the same. Four-game suspension. You get four pay-per-view suspensions. Yep. <laughs> or I guess in I guess in Hulk Hogan's the case, four pay per view suspension. You get four WrestleMania suspension. Yeah. Because that's all he comes ah. for. He's like that's all he shows up. It's like, but all I really had to say, except for, except for, I want to thank everyone that was a guest on the show. Uh, Yoshi, Nerves, Farva, Vincent, Tyler's boyfriend Sam. <laughs> oh, Sammy. I think he's mad at me. Um, I think, Sam, think Sam's listening right now, guys. When would you look My up dear here Sam. Uh, oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, heart. that's what I'm saying. Maybe you can convince him <laughs> to come wreck the podcast. He, he has his own thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know he has his own thing, but he it'd probably be nice for him to come in and not do shit. No, I just realized the last time that happened, uh, probably don't want him on. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, that's not my say anymore. That's that's for you. But again, I want to thank everyone that came on. I appreciate guys and gals for for coming on to do bullshit talk about video games and Mm -hmm. to help us further along for our, what, two and a half years? 
Yeah, it uh, feels like May two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So a little over two years. A little over two years. Uh, I'm happy I could be here for two years. I'm that's longer than I actually thought that uh, the podcast would last. Yeah, and uh, I'm happy. Su- go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, buddy. No, go ahead. I would say I was surprised <laughs> when, the, when the show made it to July twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. <laughs> now we're sitting here July twenty fourth, two thousand sixteen, <laughs> recording this. Yeah, and. Unfortunately, I hate to go and whatnot, but like to spire low numbers, the listeners, you're the reason why I kept doing this to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I personally, I will be doing like more, more videos like Twitch streams and YouTube and maybe some behind the scenes at wrestling training camp in January. Nice. So, for more info for that, just follow me on Twitter at at knuckles underscore gg. Uh, thank you for everyone. Uh, and would you guys have anything to say? Uh, really, all I gotta say, man, is you know we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you. You're the one, like we I think we mentioned before, but you're the one that came to me about starting this whole thing. Um. And I mean, here we are, like you said, over a little over two years later, we just recorded episode 109. You're about to listen to episode 109 people. Um, and yep. it, it was just, it's just a fun little thing that we, we did. And over two years later, it's like, this is one of the, the main, I've talked about episode 100. This is like the, one of the things that we do, uh, the main things in my life that's been the last you two and a half years. You say it was, uh, things have stuck around. you say it was because of me, but in reality it was because of talking ship. Yeah, like well, those yeah, guys no, had it, a huge impact for us. Yeah, and I mean exactly that's where we met. Oh, yeah. But I mean, as far as like, if you would never came to me about starting the, like doing something like this, it never would have happened. Right. Like I'd still just be playing games, listening to podcasts. Now I'm actually doing my own podcast. I'm editing a podcast. I, I we I we made a good friend of Jack on doing this podcast. So it's pretty cool that you know, we, like I said, we've been this stupid little thing we started to do. A little over two years ago, it's turned into this. Right. That was a, a mainstay in my life. Mm. What about you, Jack? You got anything you want to add? Well, I'm really just trying to come up with the words about it, you know. But, uh, man, it's going to be awfully just uh, weird not having, like, Jake around and stuff for, like, a weekly basis and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're, you're feel, just feel free to come back from whenever you feel like, if ever you want to record for a week or whatever. You know, because we're always going to be open for that option. Is that it, guys? I think that might be it for us. Uh, as the, uh, yeah. the original three. Uh, but uh, all I, I guess I could say real quick is stay with us. Uh, Jack and I will, will not, are not stopping the show. Uh, we will nope. work on getting a new, maybe have some guests for a little bit. Maybe we'll have a new host next week. Might be the two of us. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but we are collaborating with each other to see it's what not we necessarily can do to a not... collaboration when the two we're collaborating ideas together, which I'm just trying to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we are thinking, we are putting up different ideas, both of us, Tyler and I. So it's we are coming up with ideas and stuff. So stay tuned. Yes, we're working on it. But we will. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy episode 109. We'll be back next week with episode 110. Uh, Thank you so much, Jake, for your time with us. We love you, buddy, and we wish you the best in your future endeavors. Thank you, guys. Uh, love you guys, too. And 
like I said earlier, thank you everyone for listening, subscribing. Even if you're a subscriber, if you're an occasional listener, like you're the reason why we do this. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice if we had thousands of listeners and we were like the top thousand on iTunes, which isn't the case, but we appreciate your viewership anyway. Yes. So, uh, I guess enjoy episode 109. Uh, GG, everyone. Love you. Bye. Alan. I would not, I would not miss that. Welcome to episode 109 of the Generation Gaming Podcast. I'm your host once again this week. I am Tyler, and we are joined by my good old buddy, old pal. We have the Jack of Heart. What's up, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. Just uh, just a bit tired, you know, doing a little bit of lawn stuff. You know, just trying to get some sort of exercise things, though. But other than that, it's just not really, not really like the type of week where I've done anything really, like, major, major. You know how summer it is. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I've had some quality game time to get into. That's good. It's good. It's, yeah, kind of same for me. Nothing really interesting going on. Just work. Um, mm. And it's been really, it's been pretty hot out lately, so stuck inside. Uh. And, uh, yeah, pretty much just gonna, you know, stuck inside. It's it, it's kind of like this year round. There's, like, pockets in, in the Midwest where, you know, like, you, you have a couple months a year. It's like... April's pretty good when it's not raining. March is mm. kind of good sometimes. Beginning of May is pretty good. In like September and part of October is pretty good, but then the rest of the year you're stuck inside. It's either too cold, <laughs> it's raining, or it's like snowing outside. Or it's super hot. It's like a thousand degrees. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's kind of like him, like where I live in the Pacific Northwest and stuff. But other than say, other than say like uh, the past couple of years though, we really haven't had like snow for like longer than say a day or two yeah. because it's either been like overcast or raining or with the past few years it's been like a lot of sunshine which is really really surprising it's actually been the warmest i feel that it's been since uh i've moved up here like around 91 which that's just crazy to yeah me. well i think they said um scientists said that 2014 was like the hottest year on record mm-hmm and like remember i think July 2013 was the hottest month um, in American history, recorded history, anyways. Oh, so it's it's getting hotter. Yay, global warming. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but anyways, like like you said, we got you got some good gaming in. I got some pretty good gaming in this past week. Even though it's July, we're still getting some good gaming in, so that's nice. Yep. But uh, why don't you tell me what you've been playing this week? Well, let's see. I got to, I got to play a little bit more of Forza Horizon Two, and uh, I went through just played a little bit of the game and stuff like that. I have completed one of the bucket list like things inside that game. I mean, there's one that's uh, that you get like with the DLC stuff. I think with uh, 
with that one DLC pack or something. It's I can't remember the name of it though. It's it's for like twenty bucks or something like that. It has all the weather conditions, all the crazy ass stuff. Um... But uh, but yeah, I've been basically taking my time with the game itself. I've been going through, like I said before, completing all the various bucket list stuff. Because you can select like a couple of active bucket list things in order for you to like you know maintain objective stuff like say race a car to a specific point or some in the least amount of time, so on and so forth, or earn enough skill points in order to pass a certain like set thing. That's fun and everything, but uh, since it's sort of like an open world sort of a car game, my main thing has been driving all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do with like open world stuff. Especially when it's, like, say, games like Burnout, or even with this game, the arcade-like feel to it is really cool. So, because I like arcade racers a lot, I went through, and I've been trying to find these little billboard signs all around. <laughs> so, basically, what I'm doing is I'm looking to get these experience-like uh, boards, which, that's what some of these boards do. Some of these billboards, like, you earn experience, like, random bits of experience from mowing them down, or decrease the cost of traveling like like warping from point to point across the map which you know what I don't understand that type of uh, that logic right there <laughs> are, there, are there like microtransactions or something yeah there are microtransactions inside this game That's there's even why. an option where if you wanted to you could unlock the locations of all the billboards and all the other stuff by paying like about 299 or something for the damn thing hmm. well I've I've thought about it, but yet I don't really <laughs> want to do that because even so, it kind of defeats the purpose of, like, exploring. Yep. <laughs> but uh, other than that, though, I've tried to play a little bit of, like, Devil May Cry 4, the special edition stuff. I'm not too sure if I went into it last week, but... Yeah, I just basically have played a little bit of the tutorial level because I've been waiting for the darn thing to, you know, update completely onto my hard drive because that's just the thing. Unless it's completely downloaded, I can't do more than just the in the prologue stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the gameplay is still good. It's still it's still fantastic. It's Devil May Cry. I have nothing really to complain about. However, the game that I've been playing the most this week, I went back into my 3DS library and uh, I had a craving to play some Fire Emblem Awakening again, and I went through, started it on Sunday. Right now, it's. Well, it's Thursday, though, at the time we're recording, and I've already put about 10 hours into the game. <laughs> nice. Well, that's the thing, though. What uh, is more addicting about it, it's not like, say, the particular types of story missions or something like that. It's really just leveling up your character that I've been doing. Well, not just my character, but just the group of characters that I've come into contact with over the various story chapters and stuff. But it's... Me delving deeper into, say, the support between a couple of characters, because I think I've said this before when I was uh, covering it, like, at least a few years ago when I first started playing it, but uh, I love the support between the characters and stuff, the little backlog thing, the whole Barrett, the, no, not Barrett, but, like, uh, Barracks type of conversation. Oh, where I thought you Wade just... Barrett was in the game. Damn it. <laughs> well, that'd be kind of funny, too. <laughs> the main enemy of the game, which has got a lot of bad news. But... <laughs> uh, wrestling jokes. Well, Krom, it's like, I know you want that fire emblem, but I've got some bad, bad news. news. <laughs> uh, oh my god, now I'm just, oh man, now my mind's starting to go wild with that shit. Anyway. 
<laughs> like I was saying, you can go through the various barracks and stuff like that and support dialogue stuff between two characters, and the way you unlock that is by having them fight with like uh, each other. So basically, they team with each other. On the battlefield, they're defeating enemies, and sometimes randomly it'll pop up that they can uh, have a little conversation between that. Now, each conversation, and this is what I like about it, it's it's rated like within, like say, uh, let's see, a C to S rank, where if uh, they battle with each other a lot and stuff, if they get to the point where it's like, okay, now their conversation is like at A rank, that uh, on the battlefield, not only will they support one like one another and stuff, they're more than likely to help you defeat certain enemy units and stuff, and actually get like uh, like XP and stuff along with the character that you chose to attack with. I know it sounds a little bit complicated when I say it, but it's not really <laughs> as uh, bad as it uh, I'm making it seem. At this point, I've went through. I would say. I would say like about chapter eight right now. Like I said, I'm about ten hours in. Wow. I uh, have. I think I've only uh, advanced maybe two of my characters and stuff. My avatar character and uh, Krom, which is like the main like uh, character along with my uh, avatar. Because that's just the thing with the avatar. You can with your own avatar, you can choose between a man or a lady or some like you know man or a woman. Give them all the various attributes and stuff. But what I really like, though, is there's these little items called Master Seals and stuff like that, where if you use a Master Seal on a character, it'll advance their class further. <laughs> and so you can, like, have from, say, a tactician, like my character was, to, like, a a Grandmaster, which has higher stats and do this and do that. But if you find another item called, like, a Second Seal, you can actually reset the guy's uh, level from 20 to back to 1 if you want to keep him at the same class. The whole purpose of these items in particular is to try to make your characters stronger. Because here's the thing. Your characters, they all max at level 20. So you have to use these Master Seals in order to get them to a different class, like a higher class than what uh, they were at, and then use these Second Seals to make them even stronger. And at a certain point, you will gain access to being able to buy these particular items in order to advance your party's strength. Especially... Wait, whoa, wait, sorry to interrupt. Are we talking about Fire Emblem or Destiny? I'm confused here. We're talking about Fire Emblem, <laughs> and actually... Well, yeah, we are talking about Fire Emblem, because it's a lot betterly done in that game than it is fucking Destiny. I'm sorry, it's just the fact <laughs> I that... I choked my beer! <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. <sighs> but, uh... Go on! Anyway, like I was saying, though... I know it does kind of sound like Destiny in that it does, sort of case. It really does. But uh, here's the thing. It's a lot better than Destiny, in my honest opinion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, last thing I will say about it is I got to a certain... I've gotten get to a certain point and stuff where you get all these characters and stuff. I really like a lot of the cast of characters. I like it to a fact where when I'm grinding inside that game, I love grinding because they have this particular DLC map, which I bought like a while ago, where if you defeat like uh, an enemy or something, odds are you're going to level up your character immediately, <laughs> like one nice. level at a time. And that saves a lot of, it saves a lot of time and effort because you could potentially max out your cast of characters, use a lot of the seals, which I was talking about, 
you can go through the game and it's a lot more enjoyable because you're not having to say try to deduce oh my god this guy's gonna get killed if I do this it's cool it creates less stress less mental stress when you're going through because you know okay your dark flyer is gonna go ahead and it's going to defeat gonna defeat this barbarian because of so on and so forth because of the higher stats and this and that but yeah like I said before back in 2013 and even I'll say it now this game is really enjoyable I mean I played through the game once and a lot of the times if I play through a game once I do not want to play through it again mm -hmm. but with the ex this is one of those exceptions because with certain games that I do play I play it, like I said before, I play it once, sometimes I'll play it maybe a few years down the line, and since I've I've played a lot of Destiny earlier on this year, it just started getting me to crave other RPG stuff, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because I figured, okay, I could slog through Destiny, I can do the repetitive grind, doing this and do that, and I know I sound like I'm, I'm pretty much like a... Like, I hate the experience, which, hey, I don't hate Destiny. Not at all. Just, there's a lot of complaints that I do have about it because it can be boring. Mm -hmm. It's just that other games do it a lot better <laughs> in terms of making you feel rewarded with stuff. Yep. But anyway, yeah, that's what I've been playing. <laughs> Long story short, fuck Destiny. <clears throat> that's what I'm trying to say. Um... <laughs> That's the ring. I wish Jake was here. Actually, I'm kind of Jake glad Jake's not here. Probably I'm mad at glad me. Jake isn't here because he <laughs> would go. No, actually, he would let us talk, but at the same time, he would be kind of getting upset with us. No, actually, let's let's face it. I love Jake, but J Jake will never hear this because he doesn't listen to the podcast. Let's face it; he doesn't listen to the podcast while he's recording the podcast, so he wouldn't have heard it anyways. So that's very true. <laughs> Unless we made a title or something where it's like, "Jake, look here." Jake, listen, please. <laughs> Jake, press play. Jake's secret identity. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's big secret. Uh, that'd be funny. We might do that like next episode. We'll just call it Jake's big secret revealed. Just, <laughs> we won't even mention his name. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so what you been playing, Tyler? Um, playing a couple games this week. I played you know quite a few, but the two main ones that I've kind of focused on. Um, like I said, it's July, but. Uh, we've asked, I've, I've got a couple of really good games this past week. Um, mm -hmm. So, first up, uh, I got Rocket League, which actually anybody that has PS Plus on PS4 got Rocket League for free. Yep. Have you downloaded it, Jack? I've downloaded it, but I haven't even remotely played it yet. <laughs> <sighs> this game is freaking awesome, okay? Okay. <laughs> it, Tell me about it. it. Okay, so it is a... You are, like, a big freaking, like, monster truck, essentially. Not really yeah. a monster truck, but you're just a big vehicle. Like, a big, you know, and you have a giant freaking soccer ball. Like, that's twice the size, three times the size of the vehicle. And you just, it's just soccer. It's soccer with, with, with trucks. Huh. And it is incredibly fun. Like, every game, it's it's perfect because the games are five minutes long. Or the, the time is okay. five minutes. So each game six, seven minutes, we'll say. Um, Can the cars? What? Can I flip the cars? You can flip the cars. You can launch yourself in the air. You can ride up walls. You can ride on the ceiling, even. Uh, you get crazy boosts. Like, the gravity doesn't make any sense in the game. Cause, like, so you can double jump your cars and, like, do, like, basically, like, they're, like, headers and soccer. Double jump cars? <laughs> yeah. So, like, you just, like, you, yeah, the, the car double jump. And, but it's just an incredibly fun game. I, I Like I said, the games are 
short. They're five, six minutes long. Um, it, it's just incredibly fun. Like it's just, it's just crazy. Like and I, and there's not, there's not a lot to it. It's just there's basically a see like a season mode you do, and you can pick how long you want the season to be. Like nine, okay. eighteen, twenty-seven, thirty-six games in the playoff. I've gone through that, and then there's just online mode, and there's four different modes. Really, one, but there's like one versus one, two versus two, three versus three, four versus right. four. The big one I think everybody plays is three v three. Seems like um, I think four versus four is kind of hectic. Um, two versus two is you know it's one one and two versus you know when you think less than three, I feel like it's kind of wide open sometimes. But it's just a lot of fun. Like you, like it's just like bumper cars. Like I said, like you like. Like there's been several times where I'm like, you got an easy goal and someone just runs and smacks into you and knocks you and you go flying like 30 oh. feet. So like like oh. I said, like, the gravity makes like it's just crazy. Like you just fly everywhere. Um, but no, the game is just incredibly fun to play. Like I said, the games are fairly short. You can you can go through uh, you know, like I said five minutes. And it's funny you can just pick up and play a couple games and put down. That's what's perfect for. Um, I've seen a lot of people talk about online. It's definitely grown quite a bit. Uh, they've talked about doing some extra stuff with it. I'd like to like maybe some more DLC, getting some extra content for the game, yeah. which I kind of hope happens. It's been on PC I think for a little while now, and uh, it's got a pretty good following on there. But it's it, you got you have to pay for it on there. But I hope I hope we do get some more DLC because that, that's my only real complaint with the game. It's like is there's not a lot of content to it. Just having the season mode and just having the one kind of mode. Like I like to see. Maybe some different modes or different like maybe like because it's just it's just one field you know it's just a basic uh you know like like a soccer field but there's actually like walls you can go up and you can ride across the wall the walls and everything like that um but I'd like to see some extra stuff added to it um but I mean not really a lot to say on it it's just, it's just a really fun soccer kind of game it's the closest I think mm-hmm. I'll get to Mario Super Strikers this generation <laughs> which I don't know if I've ever said on this podcast but i, I don't freaking think have. i freaking love mario soccer <laughs> i played the crap out of one gamecube in the wii so well you I, know what? i've been hearing a lot about like uh the whole though that rocket that rocket ball type of dealy plus a uh, planet side 2 as well it's just it's just the group of friends we've been like uh mm-hmm. inside the group of the talking ships just talking a hell of a lot about these two games you know, yeah just, True. And, well, I mean, and it was like it was a lot on Twitter. I heard people with some rumblings on Twitter initially, and then like, I, I really like I I saw I kind of watched the I, I watched the uh, PlayStation Plus games of the month uh, YouTube video that PlayStation makes every every month at the, the, end, mm-hmm. the end of every month, and I'm just like, oh, okay, it looks kind of interesting. Maybe I'll check it out. And I usually nine times out of ten, I never even I never even play the free game that we get. I usually uh, just pull. I, I, I'm not the same way as well. I download it if I'm interested in it. I might play it a little while, but if it doesn't interest me, I just delete it because a lot of the times I don't. You know, I yeah. I need to get better on deleting because there's like I've downloaded probably I don't know twenty games free. Yeah, probably maybe more. I've had it since December. You November. might not even finish more than maybe two or three at a time. <laughs> yeah, I've probably only played maybe a quarter of them, and I've actually probably put a decent chunk of time into even less. Yep. Um, but the no, the game is freaking fun. Um, if these guys make DLC content, I will be more than happy to pay for it. Okay, because it's awesome. Um, I, I like this. I like to see more of it. Uh, but it's free, guys, on PS4. It's on Steam. Check it out. It's worth money. Um, another thing that I played, I, I talked about it. We talked about it a little bit last couple of weeks, but uh, Journey finally came out this past this past Tuesday, mm. and. 
Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but Journey is a game. I might have mentioned it last week. I can't remember. Um, it's a game that I uh, I've been wanting to play. It came out like I think like spring 2013 or 2000, 2012. Spring 2012. Yep. And it's a game I've wanted to play since I came out. I've heard so many good things about it. Mm-hmm. It's that the fact that like I have avoided. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen some trailers. I've not really trailers, but I've seen you know little screen grabs here and there, and some little short videos. But I've avoided like long trailers, any video stuff on it. I've any sort of spoilers on the game. There's not really a lot of spoilers to the game, I guess. Or, but, no. <laughs> um, I've avoided this like any really anything about this game because I wanted this game to be fresh when I played it, and I was able to do that. And I finally I sat down and played it um, just this past Wednesday. Um, and I've played it all in one sitting. Yep. And it, this game, and I was worried, like, going, when I first started playing, I'm just like, I was 15, 20 minutes in, I'm just like, was this, maybe was, I just hyped myself up too much to this game. Like, Dude. three three and a half years, I'm just like, maybe this game isn't <laughs> that great. Or maybe it's just like, if I would have played this three and a half years ago, it would have been excellent. But at 15 minute mark, I was just like, it's not really grabbing me, but... There was just there's a couple points in the game, and I don't want to talk about it's it's a hard game to talk about because I don't really want to spoil too much about the game. Even though, like I said, there's not much to spoil, but it's just like it's just it's it's a fantastic game. Like it looks beautiful, it sounds beautiful, the music is beautiful. It's just it's a beautiful game. Um, now you can kind of understand why I had it so high up in my games list for games of the generation. Like that's right, you know. Because of exactly what you're talking about. Because like I said last week, and I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I played through that game in one sitting as well because mm-hmm. of how well the game itself draws you in. You don't want to put it down because mm-hmm. there's so much going on on that uh, the screen and stuff. All the mysteriousness, the wondering of stuff. It seamlessly, yep. it seamlessly mashes co-op gameplay to an extent where you just feel... You don't even know if another person is actually playing with you. You think it's like some like AI or something that's yep. like like helping you here or there or something like that. Which I'm kind of curious though. Had did you have any co-op players or something like that that uh, just randomly like say like just left or something like that? <laughs> and so here's a kind of cool thing about the game that I will talk about, and it's been talked, it's been on there before, but like there is a it's a two player game essentially. You can play it by yourself. Like there's been there's chunks of the game where I was by myself, but like you'll be in areas of the game and you'll see another person with you and you can both solve the puzzles together. Um and but there's no names, there's no chatting, there's nothing. There's like you can communicate with, with the with the circle button, which like brings off like a ping, kind of like a musical note. Um But when you're done with the game, it tells you like when I played the game I thought maybe I played with a few people or something like that, but when I got done with the game, it tells you a list of everybody you played with, like their mm-hmm. their usernames. And I played with like twelve people. Twelve people. There was twelve. Yeah. So. Wow. And that's cool. That it's many. like it, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's it's really cool because you don't know like that, dude. Like there was one section of the game I played pretty much from like I, like I, there was probably the middle third of the game the entire time I had somebody with me, and I knew mm-hmm. I probably played with five or six people like because there were some points in like the the latter section and the first section where I was like. I was with people, and then all of a sudden I wasn't with a person. And then I was with people, and then I wasn't with a person. But the middle section, I could have sworn I played with this like one person, but 
I must have played with three or four people. Like you don't know, like people drop in and out or who else gets in there. It's just it's really this game, and it's like kind of cool because there's like every time I I played the game, like they we we stuck together. It wasn't like it wasn't like any other like co op game I've ever played before. But like usually like do a multiplayer game or a co op game where everybody just runs off does their own thing. Yep. Like even like a Left 4 Dead game where you're supposed to work together, you don't work together. This one you like people like you stay together, like you help each other out, like. Like like I said, you hit the circle button. It gives off this like white orb, and uh, it fills up your scarf that you have, and it builds up throughout the game. And the the longer your scarf is, like it, this white light goes on it, and that's how long you kind of fly in the air. Mm-hmm. If you're next to the co-op partner, you hit the circle button, and then the orb fills them up. It fills up the scarf, so you can fly longer. And like people, like we were working together, flying through whole sections of the game. Me and this one person, and we just kept in the circle button to refill our our scarf up, so we keep flying. Yep. Um, but no, it's it's a weird game. It's a hard game to talk about. And um, I will say this: if you played Flower, um, is a game that they also made. The game, the company, the name, the the game company is that, that game, game company. company. <laughs> um, so, but they also made Flower, and Flower is like so. When I got my PS3, like 2009, I want to say there was two games I got on day one when I bought the thing: Metal Gear Solid Four and Flower. Um, obviously, both are great games, uh, but. Flower's a weird game when you talk to people about it. Like it's like, well, oh, what do you do? Well, you're a flower and you fly through the air and you like you fly over like petals and they turn into roses and things like that. And it's like that doesn't sound interesting at all. But like it's really cool though. It's a really great game. It's, you got to try it. <laughs> but it's like Journey is kind of the same. Where like, what do you do? Well, you kind of go through like a really pretty like desert and like you just kind of like solve puzzles. That doesn't sound fun. It really is. It's really it's really cool. But it, it's it's, I should. It's not like a very. It's not about like the funnest game in the world, but it's just a really cool experience. Well, I can tell you a little bit about my experience with Journey as well. But let's see, I can remember tidbits from my first playthrough back when the game first launched. I paid the twenty bucks for it. I went, and like I said before last week, I played through the entirety of that game with one other person, with one sitting. Wow, that's just amazing to me because I thought. For sure, I'd be I would have been playing with a couple other different people, because, mm-hmm. like you said before, you went through like about twelve other people. Yep, playing with you, that's just that's just really telling too about the gameplay itself, where you don't even know whether or not you're playing with the same person throughout that entire stretch, or yeah. if you're playing with multiple people, because there's really not a difference unless you see them actually just fade out or somewhere just die right in front of you, which. Yeah, that can happen as well. Yeah. But I remember tidbits where I'd be helping like uh, solve puzzles, do this and do that. I remember specific, like specific parts like towards the end of the game and stuff for that where it's like I was getting kind of concerned, you know, it's like these there's like certain parts and stuff where like they seem a little bit more dangerous and stuff like that. It's like, "Okay, where's this dude at?" I keep like pressing the X button. It's like, "Hey, where are you?" Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know stuff like that. It's just the game has a does a great job of making you care about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. along with somebody because you're both trying to terrain this desert and stuff until ultimately you get to where you need to go but uh the best part about that game is like the final 20 minutes yes i felt because yes. it's like it's like this climax that just keeps on building and building you know and and the music man oh my god the final the final thing on music when you're playing that final part man it's it's the one of the best payoffs I think I've ever played, you know, yeah. playing a video game. 
because it just it just fills you with all the right type of emotions when you go through it. Yeah, like <laughs> I was actually going to mention the same thing. Like that, like I was going to like say like the last ten, fifteen, twenty minutes. That last like section um, is just awesome. Like it's fan. Like this, the music, the way it builds um, as you're like as you could you know it's you know it's coming to an end. The journey is coming to an end, and the music just builds toward it builds towards it and it's just fantastic and like you said a great freaking payoff um i loved it and like the story there's not really much of a story it's kind of told through some hieroglyphics um but really the kind of the the journey of the game is to like the character you are wants to get to like the top of this mountain that has a light on it and that's the whole thing and the game's really just this game i think is best played i i got probably 25 30 minutes in the game i was just like I got my Turtle Beach headset. It's got surround sound in it. I need to put mm-hmm. that thing on. And I put that on and that this game is made. If you have a good headset, you need to play mm. with the headset because it just, it sounds even better with it. It's just like, what makes this game so great is it's just the sound of the music. Dude, there's and, so and, many, there's just so many good things about that mm-hmm. game. That it, it just, that, oh, go I, ahead, Tyler. I could talk for an hour about this game and like... <laughs> And it's hard. It's like it sucks right now because I don't really want to talk like too much because like I don't want to like spoil the, the what happens so much in the game. But it's like I could talk for an hour about this, and you don't really do a whole lot. It's just like going through a really pretty world, <laughs> and you're just kind of going through. It. And the game, Basically, is, yeah, yeah. And it's just man, like it's funny because we're in July, and July is like that summer doldrums, and probably I played the three best games of the, of the year so far in the month of July. <laughs> Batman, Rocket League, and Journey. Like these games, when we do our top ten games of the year in December or January, these three will probably be on it. Like Good. spoiler alert, because <laughs> man, but Journey, man, that game's awesome. Fuck yeah! Oh, but um, oh boy. we we have uh, all right. We have talked enough about good games. Let's go ahead and jump in into our um, topics. Let's talk about some potentially more good games. Uh, so we talked about last week. Devil's Third was kind of rumored, whether or not it didn't sound like it was coming to North America. Mm. What well, has sounds like Nintendo has um, was backing away from Devil's Third a little bit, like they didn't want to bring it over North America. They're trying to distance themselves from the game, but it sounds like through kind of some online um, people being upset on the internet, uh, Nintendo's kind of you know changed their mind a little bit, and they have decided to release Devil's Third. In North America this mm. fall, sometime in the last three months of the year, so it'll probably be like a December game or something like that. It'll come out, um, so that's coming. And also, they announced that um, it will Devil's Third will have a free to play version uh, coming to PC. Um, that's not going to have the the basically the only thing that's going to be exclusive to the Wii U is the story mode, but everything else will be on um, the PC for free to play. And it sounds like the, it sounds like this game, at least in Japan, has some uh, microtransactions as well. So, huh. yeah. Which I don't. Know, are you? Are your thoughts on this? Are you any more interested? Are you? Are you happy? Excited? Uh, melancholy? Oh <laughs> uh, man, I remember saying last week and stuff that I was a bit interested in like Devil's Third, even with the gameplay stuff I watched upon like uh, Nintendo Life, their website that uh, when they had their preview stuff. The whole aspect of them going and doing it now and stuff like that, 
<laughs> it's a classic case of a company just saying, okay, we're not going to bring it over here. People finding out that they're not going to bring it over here, then all of a sudden they want it mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. It happens quite a lot. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad it's coming out because the game has been in development hell ever since like it was first revealed on Spike TV and stuff for the PS3 or the Xbox 360, those versions of it. Yep. Oh my gosh, I still remember the reveal for Devil's Third. It was supposed to be this big game that uh, Itagaki was trying to, you know, sell people, but when THQ went under, the thing went through a bunch of hell until Nintendo decided to pay for, uh, you know, help develop it. (laughs) Yeah. But hey, if it comes out sometime this year, I might pick it up. It all depends on if I'm busy or not. Yeah, I think honestly, the, the the whole rumor and everything last week is probably the best thing that happened to this game, at least in North yep. America, where like this game like was kind of dying, and like I think this game could have came out even with Nintendo putting some support behind it. Don't, I mean, they they put a lot of support behind Bayonetta two. Yep, and that game didn't sell very well, but it was They're, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best games of last year. But I think they knew that this game was nowhere near that level, and even if they try to put some Bayonetta 2 type push behind it, publicity behind it, this game would probably see a fraction of that. Yep. Um, so I, I, I imagine with that, like maybe Nintendo's like, well, people, this brought this game into the spotlight, maybe not for a good reason on us, but now more people know this game exists, so maybe more people, maybe because of this, like, maybe we're bringing this over because there's, there's actually some demand for it. So we're going to bring it over, maybe, maybe they'll get some more sales out of it. Um, I think this is a, a case where pe- people are going to complain online about it. Then you put your money where your mouth is, and if you want the game so badly, you're upset about we were getting the game. Now you got the game, so you better go buy it. Well, yeah, that's exactly the point. For like sale-wise stuff, I'm just going to like pitch a guess and maybe how much it will actually sell in real time. But uh, it may sell maybe like 150,000 copies. I maybe a little bit more and stuff. I hope that people who are interested in the game do buy it. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, it's it's just a classic case for the Wii U where it's gotten a bunch of like third-party... It's got like, some third-party games that they put on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, they've actually published themselves and stuff through, uh, you know, doing stuff with like uh, Platinum Games, doing things mm-hmm. with Itagaki and stuff. But oh, it's it's just the curse of this console, too, the Wii U, too. It's It's... Man... Just the sales of, like, uh, a bunch of their games, too. I mean, it's, uh... But, anyway, enough of that, uh... <laughs> enough of that kind of rambling stuff. Yeah. But, no, I... I, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I think they'd be happy if it hits 100,000 sales. Yeah. My guess. Yeah, are we talking about worldwide or just North America? I'm just saying just North America in general. Okay. Well, because I think Benita 2 has only done about 200,000. And that was, I think, a sell figure I saw a few months ago. Um, so I think, and this game obviously isn't on the level of Bayonetta, so I, I, I think, I mean, probably... It will be quick, it'll be quickly discounted, that's yeah, what I feel. Yeah, this game cannot, it needs to be 40 bucks right off the bat. It'll be <laughs> discounted, it'll be hard to find, and those who were lucky enough to purchase it will probably <laughs> be, uh, you know, glad when the game is going to be selling for maybe 80, possibly to 100 bucks in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, I can see that definitely being the case. That's the case with like a lot of actual like Wii games, I remember, and DS games. Oh, yeah. Um, that, yeah. But anyways, let's kind of move on a little bit. Um, let's talk about a really great game that is coming out again um, this, I believe, August. I can't, I just forgot the date. Uh, but Dishonored Remastered is coming. Oh. 
to the PS4 and Xbox One. Put, yes. put your pants back on. <laughs> um, so if you were smart enough to buy Dishonored on PS3 digitally, or if you were smart enough to download it when it was when it was free on PlayStation Plus on, in April, unlike me because I'm a fucking idiot and didn't do it, um, <laughs> you can get the game for twenty dollars on PS4. Um, no well, word on Xbox One or 360 as of this recording, but um, if you want to now, um, you can go on to the PS the PlayStation Store on your PS4 and you can buy the game for either forty bucks or if you've already like I said you own it, you can pre-order it for twenty bucks. To be perfectly honest, though, we didn't know that this was going to be $20 if you had the copy of the game. That's generally oh, not yeah. the case. Well, but I, I've actually been, like, really good about, like, I just go on, like, the PlayStation website, and I just, like, every at the beginning of every month, I just, like, just add all this, buy all this stuff that's free for the month. Just yeah. in case, for whatever reason, if I ever get a Vita, I gotta, if I go insane one day and buy a Vita, I can, uh, <laughs> I have a, a game collection, and if I ever, for some reason, get it have a PS3. I have a pretty decent game collection as well, but I just right. almost just slacked off that month and didn't get it. But no, that's awesome. Uh, that's a. I think more remasters should be doing stuff like this. I agree. I agree because it's like with Dishonored and stuff like that. It's like it's been available for free, not only on Xbox Live but for PlayStation Network as well. It's been a twenty dollars game, like the game of the year type of experience for the PS3 and the physical copies. I, I'm talking about for Xbox 360 and PS3 now for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So selling it for about forty bucks and then having the offer of like downloading it for twenty dollars is a really good incentive for people to go digital. But uh, yeah, I'm happy for them, but I'm still gonna buy the physical disc. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't. Know. I mean, if I don't think I'm gonna get the game. I mean, at least comes out august 25th by the way and i've talked about before madden comes out august 25th um yep. until dawn comes out august 25th uh, metal gear uh, i almost said smash brothers metal gear solid comes out uh, september 1st so it's not a good time for me in gaming but i mean it's a good time i think for games release and dishonored is one of the best games of the last generation so if you can get the game for 20 bucks that's awesome Starting August, it's going to be a non-stop type of smorgasbord of what good games are going to be releasing from here to the end of the year. Yeah, we got a, we got about a month to go until until we get to that kind of that dude. Crazy like not only schedule. just not only just Dishonored though, you have Years of War, the remake there for the Xbox One. You got the Rare Replay, which yeah, I think I'm going to be delving into. <laughs> yep, I think that's like I think that's like August 18th to 25th for those games too. And that's so. only like a forty dollars game as well, dude. It's like uh, yeah, uh, Gears of War. Not just Gears of War. I thought the Rare Replay was as well. Rare's thirty. No, actually, Rare is like thirty dollars. Yeah, it's thirty dollars for thirty games. I think was the big deal they're going with. But no, I mean, I, I like I said, I think that we, we've talked about we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. Like remasters is probably here to stay for a little bit longer. I think, um, yep. and I think, I think we're getting to the point now. Where we're finally getting those really great games that are only going to be on the new consoles. So for them to kind of keep the remasters going especially with Xbox being doing the uh, backwards compatibility stuff and PlayStation now being out there as a thing this is a way to keep the somewhat competitive is hey sell for 40 bucks physically and if you own the game if you bought the game digitally on your 360 or PS3 last generation here's a discount it doesn't always have to be half price but you know give me 10 bucks off 20 bucks off whatever that's awesome I, I, I can I can get behind a remaster when it's like that yeah you know, you like you cut the price into third essentially for a game, so that's awesome. Um, 
But also, if you have, like, the Xbox preview thing on your Xbox One, you can actually go forth and do that backwards compatibility thing now, you know, with a lot of the stuff. So there's an incentive there, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if Dishonored's on the backwards compatibility list there or nah. not. It's just Probably a bunch not. of Rareware titles, the older Rareware titles, plus uh, Mass Effect and some other games. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, um, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider is coming to PC and PS4. Shocker! Um, but the real shocking thing, I think, to a lot of us is that's coming to the PC this this spring, or spring 2016, um, but it's not coming until PS4 until fall of 2016. That, in and of itself, we already knew, obviously, for months, that uh, even when Rise of the Tomb Raider was announced, that that game was going to be a timed exclusive, the yeah. only thing we didn't know was how long the PS4 version, or even the PC version was going to take in order to release on the platforms. And let me tell you, a year is an awfully long time, you know? Yeah, it, when, I was kind of bummed when I heard about it, because I love that, like I talked about a few weeks ago, um, I really enjoyed going through Tomb Raider again. Um, but when you think about it, like, what, what's, what was the new Tomb Raider? What was the big comparison of that game? It was... Uncharted? Yes. It was coming out this spring on PS4. Yep. Uncharted 4. So it's kind of, I mean, even, let's say even if it was only a six-month uh, thing for PS, it could very well be, like, it was only a six-month exclusivity for it. And you got, uh, I think Square Enix is the publisher of that, of that game. Um, they're looking at the, like, well, the game that we're kind of compared to quite a bit in the biggest-selling game, uh, biggest-selling franchise on the PlayStation console, Uncharted, is coming out at the same time period. Maybe we should push yep. this game back a year, and that's smart. It gives and that's good for I think for both people, Sony and for uh, Square Enix. Where Sony's got another pretty big game for the fall of 2016, and Square Enix is far enough away from uh, being on Xbox One and far enough away from Uncharted Four, where the, I think the sale they'll be better off. I think both will be better off um, in the long run. It sucks because that's a long time to wait yes. for someone like me. But I mean, who knows? I could have an Xbox One by fall of 2016 um but and for people i mean are just people that just got the one console at the ps4 like that sucks but but for those it. but for those you know who actually have both like say jake and myself you know where it might actually benefit you know where hey microsoft made a like a great deal with securing the rights for having rise of the tomb raider for a complete year because what that gives the impression of is this is a microsoft game this yep. can only be played this fall of 2015 by having an Xbox One. And that's a really smart decision and a really good one for them during the fall as well. Yeah. No. And I'm more inclined to play Rise of the Tomb Raider because I want to play that too, as long as well as Uncharted 4. I mean, hell, I love those type of games. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be buying it on the Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, if this game was exclusive on Xbox One and never coming to PS4, this... This would be another notch in that getting me closer to the Xbox One stage. Um, but no, I, like like I said, I'm bummed because I like the Tomb Raider game, but I can wait. I can wait the year, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, if we weren't getting Uncharted 4 next spring, I'd be really bummed about it. But I mean, In Uncharted, order for Tyler I, to actually go forth and get an actual Xbox One, it would have to have something, a lot of things that are major for him to want to invest in one right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get me wrong. Like I still like. There's still that stupid urge in me that like that I want. The, God, I want the stupid thing. Like if I had the cash right now to spend on it. I probably. I mean, I've had. I guess about the cash a few times to buy it, but I just could push myself to do it. But there's been. 
I still want to get one eventually, but it's just... Dude, I'll tell you one thing, though. The Xbox One is a great console, though, if you're wanting to uh, seamlessly, you know, watch TV on your satellite or cable box. (laughs) I can seamlessly watch uh, TV, uh, cable on my whatever box fine just now I understand my, I understand my HBI, HDMI switcher that's what yep. my that's Wii very U true PS4. too and that's a valid argument yeah <laughs> um moving on to our next topic um this was kind of announced um at the end of like after we recorded last week um but Street Fighter 5 DLC is gonna happen um mm-hmm. the, the, the thing with, that Capcom wants to do this time instead of having 18 versions of the same game come out every 6 months like you get Street Fighter Four, Street Super Street Fighter Four, Super Street Fighter Deluxe, Super Street Fighter Four Deluxe Ultra Edition. Yep. Um, now they're just going to have one version. There's going to be one disc, Street Fighter Five, uh, but now they're just going to release it as DLC packs instead of uh, like characters yes. and costumes and things of that nature. Um, threat, which sounds like a freaking good idea in the first place, Capcom. But I'm, they made a lot of money, so I can't really blame them for doing what they're doing. But anyways, um, but if you want to not pay for the for the extra characters and content, there is a way for you to do that by playing the game. So yep. there there are two things, two ways you can earn. Um, I can't remember what the in game currency is called, but there, you can earn it by Zenny. playing the game. Zenny, thank you. So you can earn Zenny by just playing the game and doing you know, whatever, just random stuff, just playing the game. You earn Zenny that way, and you the Zennies you can use, use to buy uh, costumes and characters and things of that nature when as they release, or you can you can spend real money and you know buy buy Zenny um, with real money and so to unlock the characters. But that is freaking awesome, and I wish yes. more games would do that. I I agree with you 100 percent with that, Tyler, because that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's <laughs> there's there's not any other type of fighting game that I can think of right now that actually does something related to this. Maybe Mortal Kombat with some stuff, but yet this is presented in such a way where it's really favorable to the fan base because mm-hmm. it just presents some of the option where a lot of this stuff is not going to be like locked on the disc DLC, which was a case for their previous fighting games. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like it because for one... I watched that entirety of their press conference, Capcom's press conference at Evo, like, uh, this past weekend. And a lot of the things I was uh, hearing about is if you wanted, like, you have the option of, like, unlocking, like, the characters, the options of, like, getting the costumes and stuff like that. Even the character, like, tweaks and stuff, they are going to be going ahead. They are not going to, for specific characters, they're not going to nerf characters per se. They're just going to make the characters that, say, are, like, the weaker ones and buff them up. Which, uh, that's mm-hmm. a pretty, an awesome idea yeah. in and of itself, because for the fighting game community, it's very important to have a couple of things. Stable online connection with uh, no input lag or something like that, because that's very critical. And another thing is character balance. And it seems like Capcom is going to be really on the ball with the Street Fighter V, and it yeah. makes me even more excited about this game. Hell, I played the shit out of Street Fighter Four. <laughs> I put over 100 hours at least. Damn playing Super Street Fighter 4 on the 360. That was my console where I played all my fighting games on. Which is funny because now it's exclusive to the PS4 because, like, nobody ever really played the game on 360. Like, all their big, like, you know, all the Evo stuff and all the competition stuff was big on the PS3. So I think that's a big reason why it's not coming to... I'm sure Sony gave them a bucket of money, too. 
They uh, had to have because that type of exclusive exclusivity deal, that is no small change, man. That is really, really awesome. <laughs> do we know? Do we know when that game's coming out? Is that that's this fall, 2016, right? Two thousand sixteen, I believe. Is it two thousand sixteen? Because I know they had the beta going on now. The beta's going um, on right now, and it's going to be released in phases. The beta, so we're okay. at the first phase where it can actually be downloaded now and play the beta stuff for Street Fighter Five with a couple characters. They're going to have a bunch of uh, input from people playing the game to make improvements. So when the next phase goes out, like a few months later, they'll do that, then so on and so forth. They're just basically having a bunch of Q&A stuff, kind of similar okay. to what other games have done in the past, say, like, for games like, say, Dead Space 2 and this and that. Yeah. But, uh, okay. yeah, I am really excited for Street Fighter 4 next year. Not Street Fighter nice. 4, Street Fighter 5. <laughs> well, I, know, ah! I knew there was three... But, I knew they were doing, like, three betas, and I, I, I couldn't remember if this was the first or second one going on now. Well, this I could play be... Street Fighter 4. I wanted to. But... That's true. <laughs> could do that. Um, but moving on to our last topic of the evening, or day, or evening for us, day, yeah. night, brunch for you. <laughs> um, but it, Nintendo is hosting a contest with Facebook employees. Um, this was kind of announced uh, late, late this week that... All of the Facebook employees um, of Facebook, fuck! All of the employees of Facebook are are given the the ability to create a level for Super Mario Maker. Yep. Um, and there's going to be a panel of judges in Facebook between Facebook and Nintendo, and they are going to uh, pick um, the the best level, and it'll be a free download when the game comes out the 11th of September. Um, that sounds pretty cool to me. Yep. Uh, you got some pretty smart guys in Facebook. Make some pretty probably gonna make some pretty cool levels, I imagine. Some of those guys are pretty much geniuses and have some really creative minds. So I can't wait to see like I can't wait to see what the winning level is. I want to see what some of the like some of the other levels are too, because there's probably some crazy ones that are gonna get made. Um, and also this is a great um, partnership as well. But what do you what do you think? Yes. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. That way you showcase a lot of the employees, like uh, well not just employees, but just people in general making those. Super Mario Maker stages, being rewarded for what the best ones are. You know, it's it's going to be that type of a game where I believe it's going to have a lot of legs on it. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think if they this game could easily be around for like years to come. Like the, I hope so. If, if the if the audience is there for it, you know, and there's enough people there to support the game, this game can go on for five, six years, easily. Because you know what they essentially done is just gave us the tools just to yeah. make our own Mario game, which, yeah. that's fucking it, awesome. <laughs> it's perfect. I, I think, I think the first couple of weeks are probably going to suck because you're going to see a thousand crappy levels in like one or... Actually, they're going to do a lot of quality checks too, so you can't really like put up a level, a level where you can't complete it. <laughs> yeah, I know they're doing that, but you know, there's still going to be like a lot of like really stupid easy levels where it's like, here, jump these two blocks and there the level's over. I like, think there will I, actually I can't... be less of that because there's no trophy thing, uh, you know, attached to it. Like, say, like, uh, Little Big Planet, cough, cough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine, and Nintendo's pretty good. Like, I'd imagine now we're not going to get a little, like, a Super Mario Maker 2 next year. No. Like, <clears throat> little Big Planet did. Um, and it's also going to be supported, I think, too, which, unlike Little it Big will. Planet 2 and 3, where um, I think they're going to keep, I think, Nintendo will keep this game relevant and they'll add things to the game as well. On top of that, I think I, mean, I think it'd be kind of sweet if eventually there's like a like a big add-on next spring or fall where it's like, here here's the development kit for Super Mario 3D World. Have fun. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome to me. 
because I, I like the 3D World Mario's more than I like the 2D ones. Um, but I think that would be huge to see, like to keep the game going for a long time too. Um, I know mean, it's awesome that you know, Facebook obviously is one of the everybody has a Facebook account, so now we're going to see a lot of advertisements on yep. Facebook. More people are never going to have eyeballs on the Super Mario Maker game. Um, so just from for a game wise, it sounds awesome, but from a business stance, that is a brilliant move. It is. It's a really good move by Nintendo because the best way you're going to have people buy your game, do it at the most popular place possible to get advertisement. And I will say, and I'm, I'm kind of, I think it'd be kind of cool. And <clears throat> this was not my idea, so I'm, I'll bring that up right now. <clears throat> Excuse me, but someone talked about the the DNA um, partnership that Nintendo has right now with yeah. making the mobile stuff. What if they had an app come out sometime um, later this year or next year, where it's like you can like you can create the level like maybe you got to sign in like your to your your Wii U account on um you know onto like the, the the app, but you can build levels on your phone or your iPad or whatever right through there. So like if you're you know on the bus or whatever you're sitting there at work and break and to do you can build a level on your freaking phone and just like save it and hold on to it, come back to it later and just post up what that would be even better. I think because now people can make levels on, 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 on the road outside when on any situation. So we're gonna have even more content for this freaking thing. And this thing will be, it'd be that much bigger. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be cool. I, I, there's gotta be, obviously there's gotta be ways behind it. I think, I mean, the issues as far as I think what you have to do is because you have to beat the level before you can actually upload it. You can just like there's there's a way you yep. can like basically put that that level into the cloud. So when you get home, you can beat the level on your Wii U before you can finally actually upload it onto up to like the cloud so people can play it. Um, I don't know. I think that's a really cool idea. I think you know that's more content for the game, and uh, the more content I think for this, the better to kind of keep um, the longevity of it going. Um, but that is pretty much our topic for the week. I do want to say before we kind of cl- we start closing out, um, for those of you that listened last week, uh, the, there was that Satori Iwata song that I found on YouTube, and um, I, I know a couple people liked. Um, I thought it was a really great song, but if you want to hear more from the guy, um, his name is Jonathan Mann, uh, M-A-N-N for his last name. That is also the name of his uh, YouTube account. He has a bunch of songs on there. Um, I didn't ask for permission to play it, so here's my plug for him. Uh, thank you if, you, if for some reason you hear this. Uh, your song was great, um, and uh, here's my plug. Hope when people go to your account and uh, like your songs. He also has um, uh, I forget, like rockband.com, I think is what it's called, but it's like you can go on there, and you can buy some of his uh, um, his songs on there as well. He puts a lot on there, so you can buy. So, but go to his YouTube account. Um, like like him on there, subscribe or whatever, and um, check out some of his music. It's pretty good. Um, also, uh, it is getting dangerously close to Extra Life. It's November seventh. Yeah. Um, I believe that is that is that the freaking when the clocks go back an hour. I think it's getting pretty close to it. Yes. So I think that's the same day. So we might be doing twenty five hours, uh, twenty four hours again, like we did uh, two years ago. Oh my god! Uh, which it doesn't sound like much, but after you know, we all need to take those days off. I'm already got the day off. I'm already taking the the freaking. I was gonna take the Monday after off, but then I realized that on the the Tuesday after Extra Life, Fallout Four comes out, so I'm gonna suck it up for a couple of days and then take <laughs> like a five day weekend. There you go. Um, 
so yeah but um no so that's happening so if you want to um you know donate to us go on to extralife.org um search for us under gen gaming uh gen gaming for kids and you'll see all three of us on there um if you want to donate we would greatly appreciate it um if if you're interested in doing this go go to the website check it out it's raised a lot of money i think last year they raised over four million dollars yep um I think they've raised collectively $10 million in, I think, the five or six years they've been doing this um, for um, the Children's Miracle Network. So go on there if you're interested. Look it up. Read some about it. If you, I don't care if you donate to us or not. Like, Just check it out. Spread the word out. If you want to join, that's great, too. Make some money for yourself or for the hospital of your choice. You get to pick the hospital the money goes to. Um, but we are less than three months away or... Uh, I guess three months away from that. Um, so, for your spread, spread the word now. Uh, we got there's people mm. that work on this thing year round. There's people pl- I see people plugging this thing nonstop. Just because it's one day of the year doesn't mean on November eighth they're going to start plugging for freaking November two thousand sixteen. So uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a cool charity. Uh, this will be my third year doing it. Um, so yeah, check it out. But let's kind of move on to our conclusion of the week. Uh, conclusion of the week. Conclusion for this week. <laughs> uh, do you have a retro game for us this week, uh, Jack? Yes, I do. The retro game of the week will be Contra. Contra for the NES. <laughs> now, Contra was a game that was released by Konami back in the mid-'80s. It was around the time where the big old action films and, you know, stuff of that nature was getting really popular. You know, show like movies like Commando, like movies like Aliens and all this other stuff was going frequent. Konami, like back in the day, had like a bunch of other like types of games that were more akin to like the action stuff because that was just the thing, though. You play video games, you play action stuff, like military stuff, like there's supposed to be aliens, all this other crap. But for Contra itself, it's one of those run-and-gun games. It's really good. It's really fun. It has great music. And basically what you're doing, you take the control of one of your soldiers, one of these soldier guys and stuff, and you're transversing through the level. Yeah, transversing through levels, just shooting stuff. It's just mindless fun. It's really highly replayable. It's also one of those games where it uses the infamous Konami code, which, you know, like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah that's just the thing though for any old school gamers they'll know exactly what that code represents but for those who are listening who don't are not familiar with that all that is the konami code and that would give you about 30 maybe 40 extra lives or something in contra as well as other I think it types. Was 30 yeah up around like yeah like tyler was saying 30 extra lives or something which trust me you probably will need it if you're playing <laughs> the game the first time because Here's the thing, unless you are very precise, you want to go through the stage multiple times, you want to go for a no-death run or something like that, you're honestly probably going to need those extra 30 lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because the games back in those days, kind of like games like today with Bloodborne and Dark Souls, they were hard. Mm-hmm. And they punished the players, but they punished the players in a way where... You wanted to go back, you wanted to learn the routines of how the AI inter- you know, reacted for you doing this and doing that. And pretty much you're going with muscle memory for each and for those type of games. So I always remember Contra as being one of those games growing up where it was very hard to play. I first time I played it, I think it was like around uh, three, possibly four years old or something like that, and it was uh 
it was definitely an experience. I remember, like, playing on my brother's uh, NES. He had one controller, I had the other, and stuff like that. And obviously, if you're playing two players with Contra, you're going to probably take out the other player to probably uh, borrow their lives and do this and do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing that. Definitely were. But uh, I remember buying Contra years ago, like at least I would say about seven or eight years ago at uh, like a like a normal like mom and pop shop or something that has since been like, uh, you know, debunked, you know, moved somewhere else. And I got it for about, I think it was 15 bucks, which if you look online for copies of the game nowadays, it's much more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. As with some of the older, more popular games, which that's just normal, though, because the older, more popular games are going to sell at high price. For Contra, I think it's gonna it's selling now for about 30 possibly to about 40 bucks. Which, just do the smart thing, though. If you're going to play Contra, odds are you're probably going to try to go and probably maybe, I'm not too sure, track down possibly the DS, like Contra 4 DS or something like that, because that has an unlockable, like, uh, not only unlockable version of Contra, but Super Contra as well, if you beat the game. <laughs> but, uh... But, anyway, yes. This is the Retro Game of the Week. Contra. <laughs> oh, and, um, I'm gonna piggyback off that. <clears throat> if you want to play an awesome retro game, Street to Rage 2 is on the D- Nintendo 3DS yes. now for 6 bucks in 3D! Well, there you go. So Street to Rage was... 2, that's an awesome beat-em-up right there. That's one of like the greatest beat 'em up franchises of all time. Yep. Uh, yeah. But no, that was our show for the week. If you want to hear more from us, we are on Facebook. We have a page and a group. We are Generation Gaming on there. So like or follow us on there. I guess, I guess, damn it. Like us on there. You can't follow us on there. <laughs> Did it again. Damn it. Um, we are on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. If you want to, if you want to see more of us again, we're also on there. So follow us on there. Got it. Or subscribe on YouTube. Shit. Um, I, I'll figure this out eventually. Um, but no, like I said, if you want to hear more from us, we're on there. We are also on Twitter. We have our own separate accounts. I am gingerboy underscore GG on there. I Jack. am, I am you know, Jack of Hearts, you know, GG on there. Okay. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for listening. I was your host this week. I was Tyler. And I've been the Jack of Hearts. Love you guys. See you next week. GG, everybody. Ellen!